immune system function. Chiropractic is a natural immune booster. With each adjustment, they're not only supporting the central nervous system through proper spinal function and alignment, but also stimulating and strengthening the immune system by removing nerve interferences and stressors that can drag it down. Call 307-672-6000 for details and scheduling with the top chiropractic clinic in Sheridan, Atlas Chiropractic. This is Dr. Colin Hardy with Atlas Chiropractic. Be sure to ask us about our new patient specials. Take the first step to a better you. Call 672-6000. That's 672-6000. Your healing begins when you pick up the phone. What's up with the weather? Sunny one minute, blizzard the next. The new forecast now calls for big savings at Midas. Save up to 170 bucks with the installation of four select tires at Midas Tire and Auto, which happens to come with free brake inspection. If you happen to need brake service, you can save another 50 bucks. Whatever you need, Midas will keep you rolling safely this spring with a little more green in your pocket. Midas Tire and Auto, East Brundage Lane in Sheridan. Hey, this is Lisa Stofan. Heard the Mark Patrick weight loss hypnosis hype? Well, I attended because my father stopped smoking with hypnosis. Hypnosis eliminated my desire for soda and fast food, made me want to exercise, and I lost 60 pounds in six months. My energy level exploded. I went to another session to deal with some other problem foods, and I lost another 10 pounds. In fact, I brought my husband. He lost weight. More important, cholesterol and blood pressure improved. My friend went, and she lost 20 pounds in the first two months. So does Mark Patrick hypnosis work? Oh yeah, it works. Nothing has changed my life more. Well, except maybe my husband. He's so proud of me. Makes me cry. Wow, what are you waiting for? Join Mark Patrick seminars and lose the weight or stop smoking guaranteed for only $49.99. That's right. Weight loss seminar Friday, March 25th at the Ramada Hotel in Sheridan. Time is 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Registration begins at 5 p.m. Stop smoking seminar starts at 8 p.m p.m. with registration at 7.30. Shop and save on the SheridanMedia.com Spring Auction. Check out these awesome deals just in time with beautiful weather. Ride the trails on a new 125 Rebel dirt bike. Save some green on a golf certificates to Hidden Bridge Golf Course. Save money with gift certificates to local stores where you can get supplies to work on a variety of home and outdoor projects. Enjoy retail therapy to Red Shed Redos and more. Place your bids now. Spring Auction. Right now. SheridanMedia.com This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by Elias and Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Happy St. Patrick's Day. This morning I am joined by Sheridan County Commission Chairman Lonnie Wright and Commissioner Tom Ringley. Good morning, Commissioners. Morning, Floyd. Good morning, Floyd. Now, are either of you uh, big observers of St. Patty's Day, or is that something that uh, you just kind of let it come and go? Well, my my wife puts green ribbons around her dog's neck. <laughs> That's a good way to celebrate. That's a good way. I had I had intentions to uh, throw some dye into uh, Little Goose and let it run into Sharon. That's probably not a wise thing to do, so no, right. we won't be doing that. Oh, I celebrated it when I was younger, I'll tell you that. that but those days are long past. Now, uh, I, I would say that today, though, everyone's just a little Irish. Now, state lawmakers adjourned the 2022 Wyoming legislative budget session late on Friday night. At the beginning of the session, a total of 279 bills and resolutions were numbered for introduction. The Wyoming legislature passed a total of 116 of those bills. The House introduced 88 bills and 63 of those received the approval of both bodies. Now, in the Senate... A hundred pieces of legislation were introduced. Fifty-three of those were passed through both the House and the Senate. One of the most involved tasks that I've seen in quite a while had to be completed, and that is the redistricting process. Uh, yesterday, I had uh, Senator Dave Kinsky on, and, uh, you know, I had to confess, I uh, had to get my head wrapped around this redistricting before I started writing stories on it. And there was a lot of reading involved in that process. Now, uh, 
he discussed a lot of stuff that revolved around this. Commissioners, what are your comments on the process and the results of that redistricting bill? Well, Floyd, uh, I just liken this process to uh, like the most complicated algebraic problem you can think of combined with a jigsaw puzzle with with no picture on it so you don't even have that to, <laughs> yeah. to help you figure out what the pattern is so it's you know between the um the, the census blocks and the the senate boundaries and the representatives boundaries um trying trying to make all that fit together is a complex complex problem and I guess I am just happy that it's it's done. It's finished. Yeah. It's it's been voted on and approved, and it's a done deal. And we're going to make it work. And you know that al uh, that uh, algebraic equation. Just about when you've got it solved, somebody else comes in and says, "No, nope, you got to throw another Y up there." <laughs> How about you, Commissioner Ringley? Well, it's it's a messy business, and it's really complicated. And uh, the legislature did their thing and finally got it done. Uh, but my thought is I just like to – I don't think people realize how much work goes on at the local level trying to respond to the legislature and the legislative services office when they come up with a plan or a proposal. Then the local folks, our county clerk and and our election officer, Brenda Kekich, and our GIS coordinator, Richard Emma, they got to sit down and figure out, well, what does this all mean? So they spend hours and hours and hours – kind of on the end of the, you know, being whipped around because they're the ones who got to provide the data and what the impact's going to be. And they, uh, you know, they they responded, my hat's off to them. And I think, I think uh, our county clerk's uh, opinion is, Ida uh, Thompson, that, hey, this is a legislative process and we have to, we have to provide them what they need to as get much the job as, done. Yeah. And they did. And now we have a result. And, uh, you know, uh, we have to live with it and look forward to 10 years from now when we have to do it again. Yeah, yeah, and, you, and you're right, sir. You know, uh, I think a lot of people don't understand or maybe they don't know that, yeah, legislature gets to debate these issues. They get to argue about the lines, but the information that they're working with comes from right here. Oh, exactly. yeah, they need, they need data. And yeah. uh, I, think we, I think we did a really good job of giving them whatever data they needed so they could get the job done. Were you worried at any point that we would lose uh, Arveda Claremont School District 3 over to Campbell County representation? Well, it, it, for a while. For a while, it was. It looked like that's where it was that's going. That's the way it was yeah. going to shake out. And so, fortunately, uh, people stepped up to the plate and we prevented, they prevented that from happening. But, yeah, at one point I thought, whew, doesn't look like we're going to recover from this. But they yeah. did. So. Yeah, there was a point for me my, right. as well where I thought, you know what, dang it, we're going we're gonna to lose them, and there's nothing that we can really do about it. But sure enough, our senators and representatives stepped up to the table with a non-negotiable term going into there. Now, <clears throat> would you like to have seen anything go differently, or are you pretty pleased with the results once we come out of this? I mean, now we've got a 62-31 plan. We're expanding government a bit. Uh, and and some places are getting in. I don't know if we're allowed to call it an extra representative, but they're certainly going to get another one. Exactly. I I I guess I would hope would have hoped it would have stayed um, sixty thirty, but we're gonna we're gonna make it work the way it is yeah. right now. So, yep. I'm afraid I can only think locally, right? Right. I mean, how's that going to impact Sheridan? Yeah. County is what I think about, and mm -hmm. I, you know, I, th I think we'll be okay. It'll work. It is. It, that's that's the deal. So we have to make it work. Right. Yeah. Going forward, we got to right. make something happen. Right. Now, the two point eight billion dollar budget was adopted by the Wyoming Legislature on March seventh. This was signed by Governor Mark Gordon on March tenth. Now, you've. Have you examined the budget for points of interest to Sheridan County? Have you sat down and looked through this thing? Uh, it's it's not exactly a small document. Well, there's a bunch of stuff there, but what, what was of interest to us and to me was a direct distribution, maintaining direct distribution of cities and counties, which they did, kept it at $105 million. In fact, I don't recall that that was debated as much this year as it has in the past. Yeah. 
So they, th- so they, uh, you know, they kept that. Plus, they added uh, fifteen million in consensus funding, and they changed the formula a little bit from how they figured direct distribution, so that smaller municipalities uh, could get a bit more money, mm. which I'm all for. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Places like Arveda, I mean, like Claremont and mm. Manchester and Dayton, you know. And and pass, you know, they'd get some money. Then it wasn't enough to do anything with, so they had to save it for three or four years to do a project. Right. You know, they mm-hmm. had to do that. So I don't I don't know what this means in terms of money to our, our local municipalities, but I'm all for them getting more. So I think it's a good deal. I haven't I haven't seen the numbers what it would really mean. Yeah. And so so financially, I thought. The, the legislator did well by us. We're going to be right where we were last time as far as direct distribution. Now, when it comes to that $105 million, that's in uh, biennium, correct? We'll get half of that this year, half yeah. of it another year. Right. So every two years, right. the city receives $105 million from direct distribution. And and for those who don't know, Commissioner, where exactly does that money come from? Because basically that's that's our money coming back to us in a way, is it not? Well, it's general fund money, you know, so it's all. It's all coming out of <laughs> your pockets. We, yeah, we all it's, our, it's our money, <laughs> you know. So, but the legislature, yeah, so. So there we are. We're, we're good to go for the next couple of years. We can count on that um, and get some things done with it. How does Sheridan County like to use that direct distribution? Uh, it seems how sometimes it can be heavily debated, and so it's not exactly guaranteed every two years, is it? So how do we usually like to well, utilize you, those you, funds? You cannot use it for staffing, staff costs, for instance. So, you know, we use it for a variety of things, you know, capital facilities and whatever, but you can't use it to, like, operate the government. You've got mm-hmm. to use it for specific things. And so capital improvements are a perfect place to put that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and one time one time things that require one time funding, stuff like that. Or use them for a match on a grant or something like are we allowed to do that with Yeah, those? I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Now um how do you feel regarding the appropriations within that state budget? Uh are, are do you pretty much agree with everything where the money went or or would you rather have seen it go somewhere else? Well, the one thing I can think of when the four of us uh, were down in Cheyenne, we had a um, we listened to a speech from some of the elect the state elected officials. Um, Governor Gordon talked about putting some of it aside and just kind of like saving it for the. Kind of, I don't know, rainy days probably not the right word, but you know what I mean. Just yeah. not shelling it all out just because we have it. Let's save some of it. Let's see what the future holds. Um, so that part I really was in favor of. Uh, A little bit uh, forward thinking on that yeah, now that exactly. we've got this in. And also he he's did say as far as some of the um, some of the uh, I believe it was the ARPA funds that. Let's look at big, you know, big ideas that really uh, affect a lot of people, not necessarily a narrow, narrow um, group of people. But let's look at something that, as far as projects go, that affect um, the greatest number of people in the public. And so it's uh, those are good. I think those are good ideas for uh for those monies. Yeah. You, you can debate the details of the budget, and I'm the last one that could do that. It's such, such a big budget, you know, I kind of yeah. keep it. But what's encouraging me is I think it's like $400 million less than it was the last one. Is that That's right? Like, yep, yep. So, so, you know, I think we're staying conservative in, in our budgeting, and, and I think that's a, that's a good thing. And, you know, there's some extra money around now to do things with, like the ARPA funds. So, you know, I, I think, you know, with the – keeping a level head on the the overall budget and the judicial use of these ARPA funds, I think can lead to some good things for the state and, now, also, and also locally. 
When, speaking of those ARPA funds, uh, legislature authorized $431 million in those federal funds from ARPA to 12 different uh, administering agencies. Did you happen to catch where a lot of that money went? And and I, it, it's really hard to say do you agree or not agree because so many spending rules were put on that. They could only use it in certain areas, and, and at some point they even thought, gosh, we're never going to be able to spend this amount of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that a lot of people out there are saying, oh, it's government. They'll figure it out. Well, yeah, you're right, because <laughs> they had to or they were going to lose it. Um, any comments uh, on how ARPA was spent? Um, Floyd, I don't know the 12 different agencies. I don't know the amounts or specifics about that, but I do know early on the ARPA, I believe the ARPA funding had to be tied to, you know, COVID and, you know, if it didn't affect preventing COVID or treating COVID, it wasn't going to work. So as time went on, it was almost like, you know, the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, you know, you could, all, <laughs> you could, tie, you could yeah. tie it back to COVID in Somehow. a few steps. Yep. You can always get it tied back to COVID. So. As time went on, it seems like they got more and more loose with what it could be used for. So um, I'm sure that that the uh, um, 12 different agencies will hopefully be using it very wisely. That's all I know. Yeah. I, ju- I just read somewhere what the 12 were. Maybe it was, was – did you do a news story? I did, a, I did a news story on it yesterday. I didn't list all 12 agencies, yeah, but, but I listed of, some of the larger expenditures. But there was one. I think it set aside like $100 million from – Medical? Uh, I think of 83, I think. I I didn't write that down before I came in. Anyway, you know, that's of interest to us. Absolutely, yeah. Particularly. So it'll all shake out. We're all looking at the rules and looking at projects. And the good thing is it's not a a need. You don't have to make a knee-jerk reaction. How am I going to spend this money? You can. we got time to to make, you know, good, solid decisions and make the best use of it. And that's, that's a good thing. And, you know, with recession the way it is and things are going the way that they're going, I think that's uh, probably the best thing to do. Everyone just sit down, calm down. Let's talk about the best place to use this, because I imagine this is going to be one time money. So uh, where do we best utilize this to our greatest advantage? Uh, And once again, you know, to echo Governor Gordon for the most amount of people. Uh, in the state. So, all right, when we return, we're going to continue with your Sheridan County Commission. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. They say a good restaurant is like a vacation. It transports you, and it becomes a lot more than just about the food. Frackleton's is like that. It's not just a cafe. It's an event with food. Food like our grilled flat iron steak. Grilled to your specifications and served over Tex-Mex risotto, topped with cilantro, house-made crema, and salsa matcha. Frackleton's flat iron steak. Good food is good mood. Frackleton's, Main Street, downtown Sheridan. Water Pro. I can help clear up any questions you have about filtration for your home's water. Like how clean my drinking water really is? We'll show you what's in your water with a simple in-home water test. Or telling me what reverse osmosis even means and how it's different than standard filtration? For sure. The Helen brand Millennium uses reverse osmosis, four stages of enhanced filtration, to filter out up to 99% of the contaminants that standard filtration leaves behind. For your in-home water test, call Water Products and Solutions today. Dreaming of green grass, sunny days, and long drives down the fairway? Well, so are we. It's time to get ready for the 2022 season at Kendrick Golf Course. Rates are still extremely reasonable, making Kendrick Sheridan's best golf value. Take advantage of their preseason discounts and save even more. Discounted passes now on sale at City Hall or online at SheridanWY.gov through March 31st. The snow will be gone, and the grass will be greening up before you know it. Don't miss out. Play this season at Kendrick Golf Course. 
It's finally March, which means it is time for that famous college basketball tournament. And that means the people that know what I'm talking about are definitely watching it at work. Don't close that tab. It's already kind of obvious. If you want a preview for every single game from the tournament, then come tune into the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast where we have a college basketball extravaganza where I break down every single game from the tournament. So come tune in, the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts or on SheridanMedia.com or PodcastWyoming.com. Hey, this is Lisa Stofan. Heard the Mark Patrick weight loss hypnosis hype? Well, I attended because my father stopped smoking with hypnosis. Hypnosis eliminated my desire for soda and fast food, made me want to exercise, and I lost 60 pounds in six months. My energy level exploded. I went to another session to deal with some other problem foods, and I lost another 10 pounds. In fact, I brought my husband. He lost weight. More important, cholesterol and blood pressure improved my friend went and she lost 20 pounds in the first two months so does mark patrick hypnosis work oh yeah it works nothing has changed my life more well except maybe my husband he's so proud of me makes me cry wow what are you waiting for join mark patrick seminars and lose the weight or stop smoking guaranteed for only 49.99 that's right weight loss seminar friday march 25th at the ramada hotel in sheridan time is 5 30 to 7 30 p.m registration begins at 5 p.m stop smoking seminar starts at 8 p.m with registration at 7 30 Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning, I am joined by Sheridan County Commission Chairman Lonnie Wright and Commissioner Tom Ringley. Now, earlier this week, Sheridan Media was asked to investigate a rumor that had begun to circulate. The rumors of Sky West pulling air service out of Sheridan Airport are not True, and that's according to Sheridan County Airport Manager John Stopka. Air service in Sheridan, Wyoming is provided by United Express, but it's operated by SkyWest Airlines. And according to Stopka, SkyWest, like so many businesses in the U.S., is suffering from a labor shortage. But that is not going to affect air service in and out of Sheridan. Now, near as I can tell, this rumor began when someone heard the news that SkyWest announced that the U.S. pilot shortage would cause it to withdraw from the essential air services. And this is a uh, this is a government-subsidized program, and they're canceling connections to 29 cities that began last month. Since that time, the U.S. Department of Transportation has stepped in to stop SkyWest service withdrawal from seeking while they seek a replacement vendor for this uh, subsidized program, this EAS program. Commissioners, uh, uh, Sheridan does not take part in that EAS program, correct? Correct. Now, uh, how is air service out there at the airport right now? Well, first of all, in today's environment, we're really lucky to have air service. Really are, yep. And the air service that we have has been very well supported by the public. I mean, you know, our our fill rates on airplanes are 80, 90 percent. Oh, wow, wow. Revenue passengers are up. So, you know, we are in a good place, um, but we have to stay in that good place. We're currently negotiating our capacity purchase agreement with the state and with United. That's ongoing. has to be done by June. So everybody's working hard to keep keep it a, a workable air service that we can afford. And so far, things are looking Pretty good. For some reason, I've been told, you know, Sky West and, and United Express, they, they like the Wyoming market. So so we have a friend, but we have to make a deal with them to keep it going. So right. that, that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. But it's good because, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a partnership. Yeah, there's deals cut, but it is a partnership, yeah. and it's good to have an air service. Do we usually see uh, a sizable increase in the summer season? Or are we kind of consistent throughout the year? Because our hunting season, I do know, we get a lot of hunters that fly in. Exactly. And I, I know from my own experience in years past that um, w- around the Wild Rodeo, there's a huge influx of yeah. people coming into Sheridan and in the area. Um, and actually just a just a tourist trade in general. Nothing to do with rodeo, but people coming to, to camp or hike or, you know, visit visit Sheridan and Sheridan County, um, the, the numbers go up. I mean, we are located actually really, you know, very coolly located in between Yellowstone Park and 
Mount Rushmore. Uh, we've got the battlefields all around us. So, um, you know, what's not to like and why wouldn't you come here? So Absolutely. Yeah. This place is a mecca for history buffs, <laughs> uh, especially American West history buffs. Uh, I, You know, uh, when I was a kid, I didn't realize how rich our history was until I was about 25 years old. Mm-hmm. And it was a colonel that I was serving under in the military. And he said, you know what? We're going on a tour. And so he took a small contingent of the unit. We drove up all the battlefields and we visited everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he was teaching us lessons, you know, from the United States military, their mistakes that they made here or what they did right there. But this whole process, because of my voice, mm-hmm. he made me get out on these battlefields <laughs> and read this huge portion of history to the rest of the, uh, the guys and girls that were out there. Mm-hmm. And in that process, I learned so much about my state. And uh, the wars that happen here and the conflicts and I mean, we are a, a, an area rich in great story, oh, absolutely. you know, yeah. and so how are things coming along with the construction projects out there? Um, I they're, they're, Go ahead, well, they're, they're getting ready to start. I think, you know, we've got the contractor lined up and everything. In fact, some of the. The great big piece of equipment which they're going to use to screen bags. I can't remember the name of it. A CT one. CT eighty. Right. CT eighty. That that's coming, and they have to. They're going to install that before all the rest of the remodeling is done because it's available now. Mm-hmm. And if we don't take it, you know, who knows? It's going to we'll go somewhere it. else. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it yeah. takes it takes a, you know, a, a specialized crew. And right. a specialized piece of equipment, like Tom said, to actually move it into the where it's going to be, where it's going to live long term. Um, so, yeah, we were talking about it. You know, why can't they just, you know, have the thing show up, put it in storage? It's like, no, no, that's that's not an option. We need that crew to be here when we schedule them, because if we don't take them then, I mean, yeah. the next appointment to get them here is who knows when? So, you know, <laughs> 2028, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll be installed, and then the construction will evolve around, around it. it. Okay. And okay. It has to be placed precisely. There's no messing around with this thing, and apparently. That, <laughs> and that thing is, um, like you'll see at bigger airports, they just run the whole bag through it, and it, it's probably not an X-ray, but it's that type of technology that can... Finds your stuff. Find yeah, stuff. yeah, sees <laughs> everything. Find, find the stuff that's not supposed to be traveling with you. you know, so. Those fingernail clippers have got to stay. <laughs> right. They can't go with you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now, is there any concern that the recent inflation and supply chain, supply chain issues may uh, increase cost of our expansion as we go forward? Uh, I, you know, I'm talking to a lot of different people who deal with these construction projects, there's a little concern. Uh, materials, labor, oh, yeah. uh, uh, and and now inflation. Um, a lot of places are starting to increase certain costs because their materials are increasing. I mean, this is it, – it's almost a perfect storm of inflation. It's the way you know? business works, Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a business guy. When my costs go up, guess what? You're going to pay more. Yeah. You know, that's just the way it is. And so, you know, there's I, – I saw a news story on – TV a couple of days ago about the you know possibility of airlines charging more. Well, okay, I mean surprise, surprise. Yep. Cost of fuels going crazy. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't the prices go yeah. up? So. So we have to live with it. But but it, but you know any construction projects we do, I mean they're probably going to come in higher bids mm-hmm. than before. But uh, yeah. you know, that's hey. That's the way it works. Have to yeah. have to manage it and work with it. We have to adapt and overcome. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, um, with the cost of fuel on the rise, uh, are, we, are we hoping for more flyers this year? Is, uh, flying in and out of Sheridan, tourism, people still want to travel, but maybe Dad's looking at the the price at the pump, saying, you know, maybe this year is going to be a flight year as opposed to yeah. a drive year. Right. Uh, any talk of anticipation, maybe increase in that passenger count? Uh, I, I will tell you that uh, the, the latest meeting we had with John Stopka, it doesn't look like United is going to be able to provide more than two flights a day, you know, throughout the rest of the mm-hmm. summer. Mm-hmm. You know, in the past, they've been able to put extra flights on once in a while. 
Yeah. So I, I don't know where we're at on that, but I think uh, it's probably going to stay at the level of, you know, two a day. Yeah. Uh, and with this pilot shortage. You know, the pilot shortage, you know, that's a whole other aspect. So yeah. I think if we can have two a day steady mm-hmm. and keep them filled up, then that's good for the travelers and good for us and, and whatever else. I think it might be two flights for five days and then one flight for two days. Is that that's, what it is on the Oh, wow. That's, that's kind of what he anticipates. Right. But, you know, it's all up for discussion, I'm sure, with uh, uh, if there's a, a pilot problem. Anyway, we're not looking at any increases in flights, so we just make the best use of the ones we have. Just uh, cram the ones we got coming in full of folks, right? Well, if if they do that, then that keeps our numbers up. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah. so that's that's where we're at. Airline business is a risky business. <clears throat> is anything else going on at the airport that you guys want to talk about? Any uh, like the the business uh, park out there doing well? Uh, yeah, all the lots are leased. Yeah, you know, all can't the ask lot, for more. All the lots are leased, and uh, some things will start to happen, we hope, here shortly with some construction, maybe Falcon Motors. And, um, you know, yeah. And now we're looking at uh, what should we do in about phase two of the business park. You know, we're thinking about that. And it, it, just in the discussion phase of phase two right now, or are we a little bit farther along? No, I, Go ahead, Tom. I think we're in a discussion phase. We haven't made a definite decision. Yeah. We're looking at it. It's a it's a spendy proposition because there's no roads in it. There's no sewer. There's no water. There's no electricity. Then none of the services are there yet. So it's basically a a green greenfield project that needs to be started from scratch. So when we do get to that point, it's it's going to take some cash to um, develop it and yeah. put the services into it. Now, you know, one thing that I learned from uh, Hans Mercer, our city engineer, was the absolute expensive roads. Uh, I never really thought that they would cost as much as they do. But my gosh, the cost of putting in a road really kind of took me back a little bit because it, it involves a lot more than just let's go throw some asphalt out there <laughs> you know, or like let's make a parking lot. We got to put a lot of infrastructure in. So, I mean, what are those costs looking like? Have, have we even explored that as of yet? We're we're not doing any new roads. We're maintaining what we have. We only have like 26 miles of paved roads anyway in the county. The rest of it, 500 and some miles, is gravel. Yeah. You know, so we know how to maintain gravel roads. A good gravel road. Yeah. yeah. Well, we know how to maintain them. So, uh, yeah, but if you're building a new road, I can't even imagine that. Especially now. Right. You know, that's cost increase going across the board. All right. When we return, we're going to continue with the Sheridan County Commission. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Having your own business can be overwhelming. Parker Mellinger can make your life easier with our payroll preparation, accounting, and tax services. Our fixed price agreement is set according to your needs and features unlimited phone calls and meetings for one monthly fee. Choose only the services you need, and we will tailor them to fit your business. Call today to see how we can provide you with cost-effective solutions. Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, Sheridan. At Stiefel, our focus is on you, your needs, and your goals. You won't be plugged into a one-size-fits-all model. This is Jeff Tomlinson, financial advisor and branch manager at Stiefel. We practice a service model where our clients can share their vision and ask questions. Regardless of your situation, our guidance is driven by your investment needs. Call us at 307-672-3434 to talk about your financial goals. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Logan, it's 2022 and I'm an eager beaver to buy a house, but I can't find anything. Don't worry, Craig, I've got good news that'll put you over the moon. What's that? The real estate... 
forecast for 2022 expects listings to rise just like last year. That makes me smile from ear to ear, but prices are so high. With interest rates this low, it might be much more affordable than you think to buy a higher-priced home. All this good news makes me feel like a dog with two tails. If you're in the market for a new home, call the Best Real Estate Team at 675-BEST or visit us at bestwy.net. Brokered by EX. It's Meadow Marsha, Captain Quinn, and did you know we clean dryer vents? It's convenient and affordable and protects me and my brothers and sisters from danger. We clean a ton of laundry at our house, and cleaning the lint trap is only one step in removing lint buildup, a leading cause of house fires in the U.S. Call Captain Clean today to schedule your dry event cleaning. Captain Clean, 672-0726 in downtown Sheridan. Exciting news. Candace Crane is here, the new GM at Sheridan Honda. Tell me what's going on. Tommy, thanks. Yeah, Valley Motor Honda is now Sheridan Honda. Same company, same great team, same great service, just a new name. And we're excited to be bringing back the $500 giveaway where you just stop in and say hi and register for a chance to win $500 in Chamber Bucks. We're really happy to be a part of this community, and this is our way of giving back. All right, stop in and Sheridan Honda and register today. Mossholders Design Center is here to help you create a space that you'll love. If you're relocating, remodeling, or just refreshing your home, Mossholders Talented Design Team can help you through the process. With free in-home consultations, Mossholders will be able to find the furniture and finishing touches that work best with your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Mossholders Designers can get it done. Mossholders, furniture is our passion. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting. My guests this morning are Sheridan County Commission Chairman Lonnie Wright and Commissioner Tom Ringley. Now, the state may have just finished their budget, but many of the municipalities and counties around Wyoming are just beginning to warm up. Commissioners, we when will we begin our budgeting process here in Sheridan County? Floyd, we'll be starting that process it's already started. I'm sure all the behind-the-scenes stuff has to happen. But uh, as far as the commissioners sitting down, looking at the paperwork, I know that is next month. So, yep. A, a lot of that work behind the scenes. Well, it it's kind of starts out with our, our administrative director, Renee Openmuller, puts out a budget message to all the elected officials and department heads and say, hey, this is kind of where we're at, you know, anticipated revenue, et cetera, et cetera, like, you know, direct funding. And uh, and so and then they are chartered to come up with a budget for their, you know, their entity, treasurer, assessor, whatever. And uh, so they do that. They come in, they submit their uh, what they need to do. And then we sit down, a commission sit down with each elected official, and they come in and they, they explain their budget and you know, what's in it and why they might want this or whatever. And so we do that with every department head and every elected official. And at the end, uh, most of the work is done and, you know, any kind of problems are kind of sorted out or, or beforehand. And so when it comes to actually approving a budget, you know, we usually don't have a lot of debate about it in a meeting because it's all been methodically worked on by the elected officials and the, and the county staff. So it's a pretty good process. I've been through it how many times now? Yeah, 13, <laughs> 13 times. Yeah. You know, and and it, it it's just uh you know it's it's transparent and the good thing about in my experience with elected officials in the department head nobody nobody's everybody's trying to get with a program, you know, and stay stay with what the line ought to be. And they everybody's very cooperative and they you yeah. know they want to do well for their department and their people and everything. Uh, but, you know, everybody's pretty reasonable, and they understand there's limitations on, you know, what funds we have. So we work it out, and uh, it works pretty good. I don't know what the budget will be this year, but, uh, you know, we are blessed with those tax revenue yeah. being up. So I don't, I don't think this year we will have the challenges – that we've had like maybe four or five years ago, but we're going to be very conservative and cautious and look after our people. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think our, I think it's like 62% of our budget is to do with people because we are a service organization. 
when you deal with the county, you're dealing with people, right? Pe- people to serve you. Well, you know, people cost money. They, you know, they deserve a living wage and benefits, and so we like to we like to take care of. Them. They are Sheridan County citizens, so they'll be taken care of. And but in the last couple of years, we've been able to do that. We've had a pay increase or two, so I think we're in a good place, taking care of our people and our benefits. Medical uh, costs haven't gone up. I don't think they went up at all last year, so I don't know what it will be like this year. Mm-hmm. But we're always cautious of the fact you give people a raise and then you take some of it back with increased benefit yeah. costs. You know? yeah. So we try and try and work that problem. But I, I think we'll end up with a good budget this year. Tom, you have sat in on these budget processes for years, 13 years, to say. So how much stress really comes with that process is this kind of the big moment of the year for the commission uh i i don't think there's any stress you know it's just uh, you have to you have to go in there and do what you were elected to do yeah, yeah. make make decisions on uh on on important things but i wouldn't call it stressful because we always usually work it out so we get business taken care of figure out a way to take care of people of Sheridan county that depend on us for services, you know, roads and, you know, the whole gamut of county services. So I wouldn't call it stressful. No, it's uh, challenging to kind of keep up with it all and understand it all because it's very complicated. But And has it has it become more complicated through the years? No, I don't think it's become more complicated. Well, it is what it is. I, I, I don't think it's... it's it's always been the same factors involved, right? Every yeah. every year, so I would call it more complicated. Um, just, just complicated, different. yeah. <laughs> just complicated. It's always complicated, ways. but that's what happens when you do budgets, you know. But yeah. I think we have a good process, and um, I think we'll probably end up with a pretty healthy budget this year. Yeah. No, uh, what was it? A couple of years ago, very uh, cautious when we approached the budget due to right. uh, COVID nineteen pandemic. Right. Uh, um, having to uh, try to reduce costs as much as we possibly could. Um, now, even though we don't have to do that very much this year, um, like you said, the department heads right. are great about not just running in there, throwing out right. asks, and, right. and you know, is there any place that uh, uh, you feel we could possibly spend, uh, say, like the ARPA money? Now, I've talked to the state, I've talked to the city. I have not talked to the county about ARPA months. Uh, when it comes to these funds, uh, do we know how much we got at, as of yet? Or or how much will eventually be filtered down to us? I, th- I think in the, the one pot of money, we're, it's like, like $5 million and I think we got, we've got two and a half of it, and we'll get two and a half next year. This is money that has to be spent by when, Lonnie, 2026? Yeah, a couple of years down yeah. the line, so... Yeah, so. we have time to 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 be thoughtful, yeah. to be careful, yeah. and and make it make it really count. So, are you going to be taking kind of the the same approach as Governor Mark Gordon, and then the largest project that does the most for someone, or or can we offer grants for programs, things like that, with this money? I I don't know for sure if there's um, uh, strings attached to it that way. I mean. I could imagine there probably are it's some federal money. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, careful what you wish for. But anyway, if if there are are uh, opportunities, um, I would think that would be a great way to uh, match grants or or yeah. or, uh, or flat out fund something that's worthwhile. So somehow somehow I I don't think we can use it for grants. I may be wrong. I just didn't have that impression so far. Mm-hmm. So. But, you know, we're talking about things like we, we've got a list of possibilities. You know, one of them, a really difficult thing is a, the old historic courthouse. Yeah. You know, uh, that's got some serious issues with drainage and whatever. I mean, it's been around since, you know, 1905. So, uh, you know, it's a, you know we, we, we know what has to be done. We know the potential costs. But, you know, the problem is, well, do we... Do we kind of take this all in one big bite and let some other things go, or you know, those are the kind of decisions we have we have to make, you know, kind of weighing the value of each. 
Right. And that that is difficult to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, should we have a bunch of little projects? Or should we make this a big spend because it's going to be, like we talked about before, a one-time expenditure that we get to do right. that we wouldn't usually even plan on or, or we would have to save for for a decade. Right. Well, like most people wouldn't even recognize that there's some serious drainage problems with the old historic courthouse, you know. So the mm-hmm. argument, well, you know, if you're trying to do the most good for the most people, there's fixing the courthouse How's that fit into the equation? But on the other hand, the courthouse is an old historic building that we ought to be proud of. Yeah. And, you know, as commissioners, we're duty-bound to make sure that, uh, you know, we're taking care of business in that regard. So those are the kind of thought processes we have to go through. Yeah. Uh, Commissioner Wright, is there any place where you would like to see uh, the the money go or any projects that you thought, you know what, this is a good idea? It, It warrants discussion. Um, not off the top of my head, Floyd, but I, I, um, for instance, the courthouse project is, I think, a perfect one to, to tackle because, like we said a few years ago, there was so much uncertainty with the budget and the and the numbers. We pulled back on, well, it was before my time in the county, but the county pulled back on a lot of things, and so this courthouse issue has been there. And people have known that it needs to be done. And it's, you know, it's not like when you cut your finger, it heals itself. It, right, yeah. It's, <laughs> this it's ain't going, a, that problem not, ain't going anywhere, it's is it? It's not a self-healing problem. So I think it would be great, uh, a great thing, uh, a starting point for a project. Yeah. It would be to uh, heal up the issues with the drainage. I know there's some mortar missing and, and bricks that are loose and things like that. So. Um, yeah, those would be those would be a, a really good uh, uh, problem to fix. Yeah, these things can be interrelated too. Because, for instance, the, if we talk about the Brook Street project. Didn't you just talk to Nick about? Yeah, Brook yeah, Street? getting that all uh, set up and yep. Yeah, so you know we're, we're we've got looks like we're getting a really good plan put together of what we're going to do. And part of that plan is at the top of of Brook Street up by Whitney Street. Part of that, the plan is to uh, kind of level that off and make some more parking places and kind of integrate it with the justice officer so they don't have such a traffic problem. So that's going to not only improve Brook Street, but it's all going to be interrelated with a little bit of, you know, helping out the courthouse with, with parking and traffic flow up there. So it's all kind of fits together. And I, I will admit, uh, I've had to go up to the courthouse a couple different times, and I will admit that uh, I thought, wow, this parking lot's a little small for the the size of Sheridan. Right. And uh, I think that would just be a fantastic use of money. And, and a lot of people might say, really, Floyd, a parking lot? Well, yeah, because <laughs> believe it or not, that does affect business going in and out of stuff. Right. And, and, and it affects business downtown. Right. You know, and, and we all know. Uh, you know, that parking is now and will forever be an issue. People love our cars. Parking is not an issue unless you can't find a place to park. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You don't even think about it until there's not a spot, right? right. That's right. Anyway, it all kind of fits together, and it's all pretty interesting and challenging to put it all together and figure it all out. That's part of the fun of the job. Exactly. Uh, and I love the fact that you find joy in that because there is there is joy in debate, discussion, mm. uh, and, and hearing the ideas of the other individual. Um, so you said you've got a good list of, of projects. Are, are folks or department heads or anybody still turning in ideas? No, th- this is ma- what we mainly have is a thought piece. You know, hey, here's some possibilities. Uh, but any any list we get, like from Renee Obermuller is going to incorporate, you know, what other uh, people have brought to her. Yeah. So, you know, we pretty much know what everybody's wants on their list. Like, mm-hmm. like we're doing some work to Sheriff's Department now, which is long overdue, going to build a new coroner's office, which we've needed for a long time. That's we've just let the bid on that, on, on this study on how to do it, right? Yep, yep. So, anyway, it's, it's all ongoing, it's all good stuff, never ends. Well, and you've got such a a wide area. You know, right. The the there's a lot of county out there that uh, <laughs> could you know, and and everyone could always use more 
Right. Uh, you know, if you go to a department head and say, how are you doing? They'll tell you fine until you say, I got a million dollars who needs to go. So, oh, well, let me tell you my problem. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. but we're all that way. Every single one of us. Somebody yeah. did that to me. I got a list of problems I got to do as well. Now, I've only got about two minutes left, but uh, I just wanted to ask a quick question. How has the county amended the rules and regulations regarding permitting commercial solar energy facilities? Now, that's a mouthful, but uh, is there a quick answer to that, Tom, or no? Uh, the, the, the quick answer is in the permitting process, in the public meeting process, if something comes up, you know, like a member of the public says, hey, this is wrong, this ought to be changed this way, the new rule gives you a chance to look at that, hold a public hearing, and incorporate it into the permit app, the app permit applications. That's basically what it does. Okay. When before, if it was wrong, it was wrong and you're out of there. Now you can go back and change it through a public hearing process. Uh, uh, Chairman Wright, when we when we look at that, uh, that was basically because of that situation that happened. I can't remember the road it happened on, but they didn't really have a great application when they came forward. Right. The application was 300-plus pages. Um, lots of lots of inconsistencies and and uh, um, this new uh, amendment to this resolution will allow uh, for instance the planning and zoning folks to um, do some corrections without Perfect. going clear back to the beginning. Yeah, instead of starting all over. All right, gentlemen, I want to thank you for coming in this morning. I got to go real quick. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 9:30 KROE and 103.9 FM. The office supply department continues to expand at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. Need office supplies? We're here to help. We're adding more in-stock items all the time. You can also go online to SheridanCommercial.com and view over 42,000 office supply items that you can have delivered to your office or to our store. We'll even deliver them. SheridanCommercial.com is an office supply mega website. The Sheridan Commercial Company office supply department inside at 303 Broadway or online There's another teacher night at Mc- McDonald's, this time at their North Main Street location, Thursday, March 24th, 5 to 8 p.m. Come into McDonald's on North Main Street. Have a great meal, and a portion of the proceeds will benefit Sagebrush Elementary School. You'll be served by some of your favorite teachers, administrators, and, of course, the great McDonald's team. It's back, McTeacher Night, Thursday, March 24th, 5 to 8 p.m., benefiting Sagebrush Elementary School. McTeacher Night will be on the North Main Street location only. Come celebrate St. Patty's Day in grand style with the Irish band Dervish. The six-member band, renowned for their live performances around the world, will take the Wild Theater stage tonight at 7.30 in a splash of Irish culture. Tonight at the Wyo Theater. Get your tickets now at the Wyo Theater box office or online at What's up with the weather? Sunny one minute, blizzard the next. The new forecast now calls for big savings at Midas. Save up to 170 bucks with the installation of four select tires at Midas Tire and Auto, which happens to come with free brake inspection. If you happen to need brake service, you can save another 50 bucks. Whatever you need, Midas will keep you rolling safely this spring with a little more green in your pocket. Midas Tire and Auto, East Brundage Lane in Sheridan. Check out the awesome deals on now during the spring auction at SheridanMedia.com. Get ready for seasonal projects with help from Sheridan Commercial, M&K Rentals, Sheridan Custom Stone, Landon's Greenhouse and Nursery, indulgence and self-care with gift certificates from Crossroads Health, Anytime Fitness, Rose Petal Beauty and Forever Flawless. Enjoy dining and stick to your budget with dining certificates from the Burger Wagon, Frackleton, Zoli's Pizza and more. Place your bids now. The spring auction online at SheridanMedia.com. From Jill Bates in the Best Team Studio, brokered by EXP. News Talk 930. KROE, Sharon.